Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pagani, joined alongside Saskatoon Blades forward Alex Morozov. Alex, welcome to the podcast. Thank you again for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Earlier on during this pandemic, a lot of people indulged in Netflix. What did you do to keep yourself busy? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I think I did all the basic things everyone else was doing. I mean, playing video games, watching Netflix, uh, lots of shows like that. Me and my family, uh, every two days, we'd watch a new Will Ferrell movie. So we were just passing time like that, uh, playing board games, cards, like literally anything to get your mind off the pandemic, I guess. So what would be your go-to video game? My go-to video game? Uh, I'd probably have to say NBA 2K20. That's probably the one I play most. And would you say you play online with any of your Blades teammates or just friends around your area? Uh, no, I haven't really played with any of the Blades teammates. Uh, we usually play Call of Duty Zombies together. But uh, yeah, I usually play uh, with just some buddies from home. Uh, we like to play 2K quite a bit. But honestly, I never really played a whole lot of video games. But uh, with the pandemic, I kind of hopped back online. I got the rust off the controllers and started playing a bit more. And how often would you read into the coronavirus news in March and April when that really started to impact your life? Yeah, I mean, for sure, you'd read on stuff like that. I mean, you don't really know what's going on. So uh, obviously, with all the time on your hands, you're reading articles and stuff like that, trying to figure out what's going on. And we don't really know how long it was going. Obviously, it went a lot longer than we expected. So uh, yeah, I mean, just reading up on stuff like that and trying to get any information you can. With the NHL, uh, unfortunately, postponing tonight's games uh, due to the Jacob Blake shooting with the, you know, with that return, uh, you know, has the NHL brought normalcy back into your life? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's uh, nice watching the NHL again. I mean, uh, going that long without sports, I'm sure all the sports fans kind of were going a little crazy. So uh, to be able to have sports uh, back into our lives again is nice. Did you ever happen to watch any of the old replays that, you know, Sportsnet or TSM would show? Uh, saw a few. None that really uh, come to mind right away, but uh, the odd one here and there for sure. Has there been a specific NHL series of these qualifying round maybe or the first and second round that has really caught your eye? Uh, I'd probably have to say Colorado and Dallas. I mean, uh, those are two good teams going at each other. I watched the game. What would have that been? Two or three two nights ago, ago. Two nights ago. Yeah. yeah, that was a really good game. Like on the third period was insane. That got yeah. me on the edge of my seat, man. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I mean, it's a good series. They got some really skilled players on both teams, so it's uh, good hockey to watch for sure. I've definitely been watching that series. And I just think it's you know it's huge for Colorado because they lost their starting goalie in Philip Grubauer, and the way that Pavel Francouz played in that third period, you know, he let the lead slip a bit, but you know, it showed resilience. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Which is huge yeah, for, for a sure. hockey team. Yeah. Has your whole perception of the coronavirus changed since March when the NHL and NBA paused their season? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, the first thing that comes to mind is safety of everyone. So uh, we got to make sure everyone's safe and stuff like that. But uh, eventually, the world's got to move on. So uh, we've kind of adapted and uh, we've opened up a lot more things. We're not as locked down as we used to be, which which is nice for sure. Uh, you can golf now, you'll get out, get out on the lakes and stuff like that. So obviously the first thing is uh, health, and I don't think that's changed at all, but uh, obviously it's nice that a lot more things become more open. Uh, to add to your point with the whole lakes uh, situation, you mentioned to me off air that you bought a boat. What was that whole experience like? Yeah, it was cool. I mean, uh, 
it started just kind of as a joke. Just a couple buddies were hanging out and uh, we've been doing some fishing and stuff like that, just like offshore. And we're like, we're not really catching a whole lot. So uh, maybe a boat would help us out. So we were going through uh, Kijiji and we picked up a boat for $500 and it ended up working. We didn't really know what to expect. And yeah, we've had a blast on that boat. And yeah, it's been an awesome time for sure. Definitely worth the $500. So how often have you been out with your buddies? Uh, I want to say we probably have gotten it out around 10 times. Uh, That's good. We haven't really gotten it out too much lately, so uh, we might end up having to sell it here. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we've been getting out as much as we could, and it's been a blast when we have. Getting into your story a bit here, who is your biggest influence to get you into hockey? Uh, my biggest influence would probably have to be my dad. I mean, uh, he'd always build a backyard rink for us uh, here in Saskatoon. It gets pretty cold, uh, sometimes minus 40 and stuff like that. So we've been fortunate uh, to have a rink in our backyard. We probably ever since I was two or three is when I started skating on the backyard. And we had it probably up until maybe bantam because then you're doing most of your, your skating with uh skills coaches and stuff like that but we've probably had it for all those years and i just remember uh skating with him a lot on there and shooting on the front and he kind of inspired me and has supported me all all along i don't think he's ever missed any of my games uh until junior so i mean it's it's been special and uh i think my dad's probably my biggest influence how often do you go on the odrs there in saskatoon yeah quite a bit i mean uh with the Saskatoon Blades, we actually do a few outdoor skates with our fans. So uh, we out, we ODR, I guess you could say. With yeah. Our fans. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then uh, obviously just skating around here too. I haven't been in Saskatoon that much where there's actually been rinks available during like, well, I've been here. So it's been nice to be able to, nothing like the outdoor rink. So it's nice to be able to be back in Saskatoon and get on those outdoor rinks when you can. Was there a player growing up who you wanted to model your game after? Uh, for sure. It was Alex Ovechkin. I mean, just watching up, just, I got some Russian in my blood and he was always just the biggest role model for me. Uh, I've been wearing number eight all my career until junior two. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely been Alex Ovechkin. How disappointing was it for you to not, to, to not continue to wear number eight going into junior? Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously I like number eight, uh, I made the transition to 24, so it was eight times three, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it didn't really phase me too much. I kind of like, uh, I liked wearing 24, and now I got 20, so I kind of just uh, like those numbers now. But uh, if I ever did throw on a vintage number eight, I wouldn't hate it either. Growing up in Saskatoon, did you happen to go to a lot of Blades games as a kid? Yeah, a lot of games, actually. I mean, it was kind of the thing to do. Uh, Everyone would just meet at the Blades games, watch some hockey, walk around the concourse. And, uh, yeah, when I was really little, I'd do, like, the Tim Hortons skate where the little kids oh, yeah, were yeah, out yeah. there. So I, I actually have photos of me doing, like, skating out there and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, when you grow up idolizing the Blades, it's pretty cool. Uh, you watch them pretty much growing up, and you think it's the highest level there is other than the NHL. So, I mean, yeah, definitely a lot of Blades games when I was younger. Little did you know that you would end up skating on that same rink wearing a Blades jersey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that goes into my next point. You know, as a kid growing up, did you ever expect to be in the same position? Honestly, I didn't know. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, it never really crossed my mind. Obviously, that's the goal you want to get to. But uh, honestly, I would just take it day by day. And uh, 
once you start getting a little older around midget, you kind of have to make that decision, uh, what you're going to do with your career. So, I mean, once you get closer to it and then obviously getting drafted helps, it kind of gets you one step closer. But, uh, honestly, I, it was all up in the air. You didn't know, uh, what path I would take. So, yeah. Who, who was your favorite NHL team growing up? Uh, it was the Montreal Canadiens. And, you know, what kind of started your love for the Montreal Canadiens? Uh, I was brought up in it. I mean, uh, my whole family has been diehard uh, Habs fans, and I kind of just embraced it. And, I mean, good Canadian team. And, yeah, just the history behind the franchise and everything. Uh, I Definitely, yeah, that's why I'm a Habs fan, I guess. <laughs> With your history in hockey, you've played through the minor leagues in Saskatoon. What lessons did you learn as you kind of grew your way through that program? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it all starts off just being fun and hockey still is fun to this day but I mean as you make your way up through the ranks I think uh, the most notable thing is probably the commitment I mean uh, obviously when you first start you're probably going like once a week or something and now it's gotten to the point where it's every day so I mean just the the commitment it takes to go up through the ranks is probably what I've noticed the most. Did you end up playing with the same core throughout your majority of minor leagues? Uh, For the most majority yeah I mean uh we split up into zones, so you're mostly playing with who's in your area. But once you get to Pee Wee and Bantam, it's uh, it's citywide is what they call it. So you're playing with basically the same group. It's all the Saskatoon kids. So a lot of guys I've played with are in the league now and stuff like that. So, yeah, a lot of people have, have kept in that circle, I guess. How big was it for you getting drafted by the Red Deer Rebels in the 2016 WHL draft? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something you look forward to at the start of your Bantam year. It's uh, definitely a goal for sure. So uh, to hear my name called was a huge honor, and I was definitely very excited about that. How did you end up celebrating that moment? Uh, actually, kind of a funny story. I was uh, I was watching the draft all day. I didn't really know what was going on. I slid down the draft board a little bit, so I didn't know what was going to happen. And uh, I went to Subway with a few of my buddies, and that's when I found out so i guess i celebrated with a 12 inch steak and cheese sub well i'm sure that 12 inch steak and cheese sub will always be one to remember yeah for sure it definitely went down pretty good you got called up during to red deer during the 2017-18 season what do you remember most from what that moment was like yeah for sure i mean it all kind of came really quickly i mean i was i started the year in midget i didn't expect to be playing in the Western League as a 16-year-old. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I had a really good max tournament, and then uh, I had to make an option. I mean, Red Deer wanted me to finish the year there, and it just so happened they were coming through Saskatoon. So I signed January 5th and made my debut that same night and then went to the league. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty cool for sure. We shouldn't just blow over that max tournament because you told me you won four awards in that one tournament. Like, that's just crazy. You kind <laughs> yeah, of just, I mean it. <laughs> you're just a one-man powerhouse, man. Yeah, I definitely had a, a really good midget tournament. Uh, hopefully that wasn't the peak, and hopefully I can get some, some more accolades. But, I mean, yeah, I just uh, put in a lot of work that off season, and it ended up paying off. And uh, I guess I was ready to make the jump to junior after that. How were you able to use that opportunity to better yourself? Yeah, I think uh, I came in from that with all the confidence in the world. I mean, uh, 
and then I hopped right in with all the confidence and uh, with the be better development and junior and stuff like that. I think I kind of just soaked that all in. I mean, there's some great coaches in the Western Hockey League who are, who will come on before and after and work with you. And I think kind of just getting all that uh, helped a lot for sure. What was your first game like? Oh, it was pretty crazy. Like I said earlier, uh, Red Deer actually was playing in Saskatoon, so I made my debut against the Blades. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, all my midget buddies came out, uh, like, for my old hockey team. And uh, I had lots of friends, lots of family. I think I had a section of, like, 60 or 70 people. Oh, and, my God. Uh, yeah, so it was pretty cool for sure. Definitely a game I won't forget. In those 30 games you played with Red Deer that season, you registered eight points – or, sorry, uh, yeah, eight points registering six goals – when did your offensive side of your game decide to show up? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I was getting a lot of good opportunity there in Red Deer when I was 16. So, I mean, uh, I came in, I've always had a, a pretty good shot, and uh, I was able to display that. And I think, uh, yeah, I think that just helped a lot. What's the story behind your first WHL goal? Uh, actually, it was in my first WHL game. So, uh, <laughs> I came right in, and it was in Saskatoon. Uh it came through, and uh, I kind of fanned on the shot a little bit, and it went 5 full on uh, Nolan Meyer, who's actually my goalie right now. So I kind of give him a hard time about that. Oh, my but, God. Uh, wow. <laughs> so not only do you silence the crowd, but you score yeah. <laughs> on a goalie that is now your current goalie. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And, uh, yeah, I had a lot of friends and family there, and uh, that whole section kind of erupted. Everyone was kind of, like, in, in shock that over. I actually scored. So, yeah, I mean, uh, definitely a moment I won't forget. When did you first face adversity in the Western League? Uh, adversity. Obviously, like, uh, in the league, there's the ups and downs and stuff. But I'd say the biggest adversity is probably just living away from home. I mean, uh, as a 16-year-old kid, uh, it's pretty foreign living away from home. So, I mean, my first time billeting and stuff, I was lucky to have some really good billet families. But, uh, yeah, I'd say uh, balancing school, living away from home and stuff like that, I think that was the most adversity. How long did it take for you to adjust to the WHL style? Yeah, I mean, uh, it took a while. Obviously, there's a, a learning curve. It's not midget hockey out there anymore. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of video, a lot of learning curves, uh, some growing pain, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, after a while, you start to develop and learn the, the pro mentality and kind of feel more at home in the league. You made the playoffs in your rookie season with the Red Deer Rebels. How big was that for your development? Yeah, it was huge. I mean, uh, especially development-wise. I mean, there's the regular season and the playoffs, and I'm sure every hockey player could uh, vouch for me on this one. They're, they're two different seasons for sure. So uh, the regular season is tough and it's a grind, but playoffs is war out there. So it was good for my development to kind of experience that as a, a young kid, uh, and it was awesome. I mean, uh, when I joined the team, I forget what it was, but I think we were 20 points out of a playoff spot. Oh, what a story. So, what a yeah, story so that is. I came there and I almost knew that like March 17th, I'd be coming home because everyone's writing us off. And right, yeah. I think we were on, I don't know what it was, but there was a huge, we were on a huge losing streak. So it wasn't looking good for the Red Deer Rebels. And uh, we came and we gelled together. We had a really close team and somehow we battled back and got that last playoff spot. So uh, yeah, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to look into that and see how far back, but it was quite the the comeback to make the playoffs so it was it was definitely nice for sure is that what you're going to remember most from your rookie season is that comeback to get into the playoffs 100 percent, yeah i mean uh at the time there were some really good teams and we were beating them we were starting to get some streaks and we were like holy like 
we actually might be able to do this. So uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was some good confidence for sure, and it was good for our development. I mean, uh, we were winning a lot of games and stuff like that, and we were gelling together and beat some really top teams. I I still remember we beat Swift Current, who at the time they were uh, nasty, right? Yeah, they ended yeah. up winning the whole league, and right there it was, it was like holy. And then we had a big win streak after that, and rallied back, and we ended up making the playoffs. So we were we felt pretty confident, and yeah, it was it was definitely. Probably one of my best moments in Red Deer, for sure. Now, smelling salts are usually used in the playoffs, although they can be used in a regular season. How many did you crack open before a playoff game? Honestly, I don't think I've ever done any smelling salts. What? I'm completely this is honest ridiculous. with you. This yeah, is I ridiculous. Think, I don't think I ever have, no. Well, I mean, you're definitely missing out on the thrill of what it does <laughs> to your body. Because I know for me... Uh, you know, being manager of my high school hockey team, I've had a couple smelling salts myself. And <laughs> let me tell you, it does fire you up and it gets okay. you ready for the game. Well, I'll take your word for it. I might need to try those out then. Are you super, Are you superstitious in any sort of form? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm superstitious, no. I mean, uh, I do the typical tie the left skate, then the right skate. But that's about all it goes for me. I'm not – if I do – jumping jacks or something i don't have to do that every game to so i wouldn't say i'm too superstitious the following season you tallied 15 points in 64 games how are you able to use your experience from your rookie season to help you during that season yeah i mean uh obviously i came in kind of knowing what to expect with that experience at 16 so uh i kind of knew uh how it was i knew all the guys knew my billets and everything like that so it just made the transition so much easier to kind of not go into it blind i knew what to expect i guess what will you remember from your time with the red deer rebels uh probably just how how close the team was i mean we were a really uh tight-knit group and uh rent ran a very professional system there so i mean uh i think that's what i'm gonna remember most is just uh how we played to our identity all the time and uh, how close we were you made the playoffs in back-to-back seasons when you did play with the rebels did you get a sense that you were finally maturing physically? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, uh, when you start your season every year, uh, you want to make the playoffs and you want to go deep. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it's definitely nice to, to make the playoffs. And I definitely think that helped me mature as a player. Before getting to the Saskatoon Blades, you did play for the Seattle Thunderbirds. What was that experience with Seattle like? Yeah, it was, uh, it was cool for sure. I mean, uh, Obviously, uh, getting traded, you don't really know what to expect. But uh, uh, actually, funny story. So uh, one of my really good buddies, he was from Red Deer. His name was Hunter Donahoe. He also got traded to Seattle. So, oh. So I got traded two weeks later. I got to Seattle. So I knew Donnie really good. We were really good buddies on Red Deer. So we ended up building together, believe it or not. So, wow, that is yeah. something wild, man. <laughs> so that definitely helped out for sure. Uh, transitioning into seattle and uh yeah it was a lot different than red deer but i i really enjoyed it i mean the fans there are pretty passionate uh i definitely enjoyed the big city there too caught a a seahawks game so that was cool and yeah i mean uh it's a great city and it's a great place to play so i definitely enjoyed my experience in seattle just how loud is the seattle crowd like i'm hearing from the nfl reporters oh it's like the loudest crowd in the (laughs) you know in the nfl but with speaking with someone who has firsthand experience how loud is it Oh, yeah. It, it's worth all the hype. It was extremely loud. So uh, I think a lot of kids are wearing earplugs there and earmuffs. So, uh, yeah, the fans are pretty loud and it's it's quite a cool atmosphere to experience for sure. 
You've been through three different systems, uh, the Red Deer Rebel system, Seattle uh, Thunderbird system, and the Saskatoon Blade system. Does your prior experience help with you adjusting to different team systems, like whether they run an aggressive four check, a moderate four check, you know, that stuff? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, every team uh, runs a little different. Uh, but for the most part, uh, most of it's pretty similar. I mean, you uh, obviously need to tweak the minor things and go to the system that your team's running so uh yeah but i mean adjusting to a few different systems uh i've kind of picked up on that pretty quick and i feel like uh yeah definitely learning all the different systems helps especially when you play those teams next time yeah for sure because you might you know you guys you, you have first-hand experience with yeah. how they put it so you know exactly. you gotta have it in the back of their of your brain you yeah. know so you can almost see the plays they're running so yeah <laughs> unless they change them but you never know your stay with, with Seattle was shortly lived as you got shipped out to your hometown Saskatoon Blades. How excited were you when you heard the news you were going to Saskatoon? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was obviously really excited. Uh, obviously, I've never played at home since uh, Midget. I've been living away, so it was nice to be able to to be with family and with all the friends and stuff like that. So I grew up watching the Blades and being able to throw on that jersey for real definitely was special. With you playing for the Blades, how often does your family and or friends come out and support? Yeah, I'd say, I'd probably have to say every night. I mean, uh, there's always someone in the crowd there. Uh, lots of friends from school come out. Uh, even some odd teachers will come out here and there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much a lot of friends and family come out all the time. Got some little cousins who come a lot. So, yeah. You have cool. a whole section just dedicated for yourself. <laughs> Yeah, not as big as it was that one time, but it's still a a decent amount, I guess you could say. Has it provided any comfort for you getting traded to Saskatoon? Because you could sleep in your own bed, you could, you know, eat at your own house, you know, that stuff? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, yeah, it's nice. Uh, being able to live in the house you grew up living in is, is definitely nice. Uh, I mean, living away from home since 16, you almost forget what that feels like in a way. So to be able to feel right at home, even, well, I guess I am at home now. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely nice living at home for sure. Your teammate Martin Fasco-Rudis made the Slovakian World Junior Team, if I'm not mistaken, this past yeah. December. You know, what is it like playing alongside him? Yeah, I mean, he's a great player. Uh, he came in from Everett uh, right around the deadline, and uh, he made an immediate impact for us. So, I mean, he was a great player for us, and he's going to be a great pl player for us again next year. I mean... He's an awesome player, and he's a great guy as well. I mean, uh, the Euro players usually have pretty bright personalities, and he for sure does as well. I mean, he's definitely a guy you, you look through in the, in the dressing room, and he's always got a smile on his face. So, I mean, he's a great player, and he's also a, gr a great teammate as well. How do you use your past experience in the WHO to take rookies under your wing to kind of act uh, in a leadership role? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, one of my favorite things to do is just talk to the younger guys. I mean, uh, they're all coming in and a lot of them don't really know what to expect. Just it's fun making jokes with them and telling them some of my experiences and stuff like that. So yeah, I definitely, definitely like being a, an older player in the league and talking to the younger guys for sure. The WHL announced that their season is starting in early December. How has that eased your preparation? Yeah. I mean, obviously uh, I've been training since like June 8th and uh, hearing that, uh, you don't really want to stop training, but you don't want to overtrain too. So, I mean, uh, your you peak don't want has your... to be around the correct Exactly. Time. Yeah. So you don't want to like go too hard, but, uh, also you want to take advantage of this. I mean, uh, not too many times you have a nine months off season. So, uh, 
you definitely got to stay sharp on it and you got to come back better than everyone else. So, I mean, uh, I look at this as an opportunity to kind of train harder than everyone else and come back more ready. So another thing that was noted during that statement was that fans will be back in some capacity, whether it is at the start or during the uh, middle of the season, we don't know, but how fortunate are you to be playing with fans during this pandemic? Yeah. I mean, it'd be awesome if we could get some fans out there. I mean, uh, you kind of thrive off the energy of the fans and, uh, they support you day in and day out. So, uh, you can't have a league without fans. Uh, they kind of run, run everything for us and, uh, they do a lot for us. So we definitely appreciate the fans coming out. What would be your go-to shootout move if you got the chance? Hmm. My go-to shootout move. I don't know if I'm going to say it on here cause I don't know who's listening, but so uh, if I ever do get into a shootout, I don't want to spoil my move, but, uh, Huh. Maybe I should give a fake shootout move. So, oh, maybe 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 you should have a maybe you should have a backup one. one. Just yeah. like, say, like say like a fake one right now. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, I'll just go in shoot shoot five hole, and then next thing you know, yeah. you yeah, go on the ice. <laughs> just just a walk in shot. I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that for now. No other comments. Last question here. This has been a great interview. Uh, what advice do you have for aspiring hockey players? Uh, yeah, I think uh, you just got to enjoy the process. I mean, uh, you got to accept that it's a big commitment and uh, you got to stay positive. There's lots of up and ups and downs. And uh, I mean, yeah, uh, you got to stay committed and you got to push through it. But honestly, the biggest thing is just you got to love what you're doing. If, you, if you're not loving what you're doing, you're not going to make it anywhere and you're going to be miserable. So uh, I'd say the biggest thing is uh, just do whatever you do. That's for life, too. So uh, just whatever you're passionate and you just got to follow that and work hard at it. And, yeah, there's going to be ups and downs, but you just got to stick through it, I think. I'd like to thank Saskatoon Blades forward Alex Morozov for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you again, Alex. Yeah, thank you again for having me.